Welcome back, viewers, to episode 20 of the Rear Projection podcast. I am your host, Michael Hunt, and I'm joined with my co-host... Scott Kingston. <laughs> I just realised how much I remember this fucking song from this soundtrack, and uh, <laughs> I thought I'd bring myself in with that. To be honest, it's how good, good is man. this song? How good is it? It's called It's called Club to Death. It's not my not the most upbeat song I've ever heard, but uh, it's not it. really an upbeat film that we're talking about this week, though, is it? It's true, but. The soundtrack's oh, fucking good. It's awesome. I'll, I'll stop playing it in a second, but it sounds like a Moby song, but it's not Moby. I, I, as soon as I heard this in the film, I assumed it was a Moby track, but apparently it's not. But uh, yeah, no, this, this song's awesome. Anyway, let's get on to the episode. Uh, I thought I'd give us a musical intro there. Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if the viewers at home have guessed what film we're doing this week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did fucking tell him last time. Oh, yeah, apologies for the week out, everybody. Um, before we get into what the episode's about, <laughs> I was on holiday. He was and, indeed. Uh, How was Scott's, it? I, I have to... I have, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the holiday was pretty good. I mean, it was pretty chilled out. Spent where where did you go? Did you, actually go? did you actually go anywhere or did you just We chill? didn't go abroad. We went, to, uh, we went to Ramsgate in Kent. Oh, mm. well, that's what... Maddie's, Maddie's from Margate, which is around the corner. So, oh, no, yeah, you went... around the corner. Yeah. No, Oh, fair enough. You had a little, like a little Brit holiday. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Yep. I'm, 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 uh, we're, we're booked for Tenerife at the end of October. Nice. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, mate. Slightly no. more exotic, isn't it? Not that it's a competition, but <laughs> sort of made my holiday look a bit wank now, haven't you? <laughs> there was absolutely nothing wrong with Ramsgate. Um, no, the kids love it, so you know, whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not. I don't trust it. Everything that's going on with COVID still. So I'm still pretty. Uh, I'm still not keen also i don't have a passport but that's a different story um fair enough yeah i've got a bit of a bone to pick with you though because in the social media post you fully blamed the fact that we didn't put an episode out last week on me being on holiday and didn't, oh absolutely didn't, didn't mention at all the fact that your son kicked the shit out of your telly and you couldn't watch the film <laughs> All right, fair enough. My son is a fucking menace. But I. <laughs> no, okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll, we'll share the load on this one. Um, do you know what? I, you know, I, we, we, a load we, shared is a load halved, isn't it? We, we, we bought a new TV the other day. My, my son, ladies and gentlemen, is, is, is beautiful and very cute, and, and we, we love him to pieces. But he likes picking things up at the moment and throwing them. And. Um, mm. He has broken two of our TVs in the last six months. So um, <laughs> we have bought a new TV uh, about two weeks ago, and we have literally bought we bought one online. We've got a screen protector. So my, my TV has currently got the equivalent of a condom on it. Um, it's just got this big plastic case in all over it. Like, well, hey. we, 
like it's ridiculous, but I cannot pay for another TV inside. <laughs> I, I just refuse to do it. I'm, I'm either paying for a new TV or I'm giving my son up for adoption. So yeah, um, I was going to say, is your son fucking Bam Bam from the Flintstones? Honestly, he's worse than that. Honestly, I I, I, I love him. He, he, he makes up for it by being the cutest little boy in the world. But honestly, Mike, he, he is the bane of my life at the moment, that lad. I can <laughs> believe it if he's anything like his old man. He came up to me the other day, cuddled me, and he kind of buried his head into my chest and then bit me. It's just, it's, 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 it's kind of it's kind of bittersweet with my son, but um, yeah. but yes, no, I, I did blame you on the social media, and um, but that's your fault because you gave me control of the social media. I did do that. I'm not Rupert Murdoch, bruv. I, I spin the stories I want. Okay, well, <laughs> don't be surprised if when you listen back to this episode, Scott. <laughs> Because I'm in control of the editing. <laughs> yeah, to me, to be fair, the social media is the only thing I do. <laughs> so, feel free to take your revenge. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I suppose we should get on to the episode <laughs> we're doing this week, which is on the uh, the Matrix, which was your pick, Mike. So, do you want to do you want to bring us in? Yeah, the Matrix from 1999, mm. uh, directed by um, who officially call themselves the Wachowski <laughs> siblings. These days. I'd imagine they'll be. Uh, I imagine they'll be referenced somewhat quite often in this episode. But carry on. Well, I do you know I prepared nothing on that. Um, <laughs> they're now called Lana Wachowski and Lily Wachowski. I think they were mm. called something else, weren't they? <laughs> they were men when they made the Matrix, and neither Andy. of them are, are longer. Neither of them uh, identify as as men anymore. Which it- I've got nothing against. But well, the other- I mean, the fact that you have to preface what you're about to say with "I've got nothing against." <laughs> No, no, no. So what I was saying was, from like the nineties, you're like, yeah, my, you know, I've got a problem with gay people, so I'm going to try and fucking queer me up. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, do you know, no, no, no. You, you didn't let me finish, Michael, as you often don't. Uh, no, yeah, um, absolutely. No, right. what, what I was saying was, it, it, the odds of two brothers having the same uh, tendencies, like that, because it's, it's, it's quite a rare thing in itself. So I was merely saying that, uh, yeah, t- two brothers, uh, both. I mean, let's let's have it right. When the Matrix got released in 1999, no one put a picture in 2020 that neither of them would identify as blokes anymore no that's true um i I just i just think the odds of two siblings having the same tendencies are small i've got nothing against it whatsoever i don't know though you would you would almost think if they were raised in the same background that that maybe they would i don't know i don't know anything about it i've only ever um identified as a asexual lump of gristle really so (laughs) that's uh Oh, do really you know, be. But, but you know what? I I um I really really enjoyed my my like seeing the Matrix again because I literally only watched it once be- before this, and it was when I was about ten or eleven, and it confused the fuck out of me. And mm. watching it again, I can see why it did. I remember when I was in primary school, I remember there was like ten or eleven year olds in my class coming up to me going, like, "Oh yeah, the Matrix is brilliant." And can I just say in hindsight, they're all lying bastards because there is no way a 10 or 11 year old knew what the <laughs> fuck was going on. I watched it as a 33 year old and I just got what was going on. There's no way these smug little pricks from my primary school class go, oh, the Matrix is brilliant. Fuck off. You didn't know what was going on. You saw someone dodge bullets. You thought it was cool. That was it. It There's- is cool though. It's very cool, but there's no way I'm convinced that people of my age, when I watched it, I consider myself semi-smart there is no way they knew what was going on with this film when we were 11 I, I've, I've re-watched it as a 33 run and thoroughly enjoyed it only because yeah. I was confused as fuck when I watched it the first time oh, it's, it's great it is great isn't it <clears throat> it's, I, it's yeah. very cool it's very cool I, I watched it I think I was a full team when it came out yeah and I watched it several times at the cinema 
and um, yeah, it's just it's just one of those ones that I absolutely rinsed the tits off of yeah. when I was younger, and then just I haven't watched it for about 15, 20 years. No, it's got to be less. Yeah, fifteen years or so. Oh mate, it's fucking brilliant! It is actually brilliant. Unfortunately, I, I straight after watching um, the first one, I then watched the the second two. Uh, are they not very good? They are absolute cock. Oh, that's a shame because you know what? I, I watched it as, as I often do. I, I watched it with Maddie because I like to before I do these podcasts. I like to get like her view on things as well to see if she spots anything I don't. And um, she she enjoyed it as well. And we kind of debated watching the, the second two because we enjoyed the first one so much. Are you? Are you you saying not worth it yeah i mean i wouldn't say don't watch them if yeah. you've never seen them before but what i will say is don't get your hopes up i mean to be fair that the, if there's a trilogy of movies they often don't live up to the original there's probably a handful of films where the trilogies lived up i mean star wars uh lord of the rings maybe out of push back to the future uh, apart from mm. the Wild West one, although I, to be fair, I liked the Wild West one. As I well. like the Wicked, <laughs> Wicked, Wicked Wild West one but, as but, well. Yeah, I, I like that one. To be fair, but I, I can see, yeah, there's there's not many. Uh, you, you don't get well. Rocky had a few, had a few sequels that were better than the original. But um, how many sequels has Rocky got now? It's about oh well, nine, isn't it? well, the thing is, Rocky had his own sequels, but then they've they've now started Creed, which is kind of a, a spin off of Rocky. And Rocky's it's all about a Christian rock band, is it? Yeah, <laughs> five plus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh south park but um <laughs> but no i i yeah i have to say i really really enjoyed it i i loved i, I as was probably um noticed earlier when i played the song in my mm-hmm. i i thought the 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 lead song of major i forgot i haven't listened to that in years i forgot how good a song that was yeah i'm surprised that you i mean for a while it was just completely plastered over every fucking thing that was on the telly. Every time there's a little bit of slow motion, even on like the new yeah. like news round or the one yeah. show. Oh yeah. 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 There was a few Britain's got talent sort of street dancers who talked yeah, to that for a while. And then, yeah, no, it was, it was kind of, but, but I, I kind of, I think it was one of those ones where I'd heard it quite often to the point I'd forgotten. It was sort of, associated with the matrix kind of thing do you know what i mean yeah. um and also i i forgot i mean i like a lot of the actors in this film um mm. uh keanu reeves bad man <laughs> a lot i loved it i loved him in speed I, bad, you know, man, bad actor <laughs> oh do you think oh, i like it I <laughs> he's, like... he's very wooden but to be honest with you i think i he's great in this film he's perfect for this film yeah no i agree i think this is probably his his best performance um obviously he's in bill and ted he's he's in a like i said speed is a is a nice film i really liked uh i love i love Lawrence fishburne i i've loved him since uh he was in boys in the hood he played furious styles that was back so, when he was larry wasn't it yeah larry fishburne he he played he played a uh, cuba good and junior style i don't know if you've seen boys in the hood um but he he yes. was like he was like the sort of philosophical father in that and he yeah, because he, wasn't he like not that much older than him in that yeah movie? he had him when he was like 18 so he was like this sort of really young dad and he uh, he was really good in that he was like um yeah he he, he was in that but boys in the hood is uh, do you know i would i would like to cover it on this podcast at some point actually he's, he's yeah a, and he, he was one of you the you cover characters. a lot of boys with your hood though don't you <laughs> I like that. Nice, nice. <laughs> More than they will. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
suppose you better do, do a synopsis or something. Um, no, absolutely. Well, two to, to the other actors. Oh, yeah, sorry. Do the synopsis. Go on. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then you can talk about your favourite actors. Yeah, of uh, course. Yeah, so I've just got the one from IMDb. It's a cheeky little logline. It says, when a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. I just said evil. Oh, evil. I just turned to fucking Bobby Boucher there for a second. <laughs> Computers is the devil. <laughs> no, um, I mean, yeah, the, the Matrix is, once you get your head around it, it's, it's basically, long story short, the, 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 what, what everyone knows is real life is, isn't in fact real life. And these yeah. com- computers have taken over the world and enslaved the human race, but they've set up a program that makes humans think that normality is still a thing. Right. And, um, yeah, and- they're, they're using the feeding the, of the power that's generated by the human body. They keep them all in little pods and they inject the, but they put a little thing in the back of their heads and project, uh, the, the image of the real or so-called it's a, it's a simulation, to keep them alive, keep them, yeah. keep them active, so they can keep sucking all the power out of them. Exactly, and and basically, um, there's a handful of humans that have kind of twigged what's going on, which is led by Morpheus, played by Lawrence Fishburne, and there's Trinity, uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Um, uh, there's a few others in the group. Uh, uh, Joey Pants, who I think we've touched on Joey before. Pants, the return we, of Joey Pants. We love Joey Pants. Great actor, really cool dude. Like he just, yeah, he's a bit creepy in this film, which we'll get to later. Mm. Um, but yeah, jo- jo- people's hair and what yeah. Else. Oh, jo- jo- Joey Pants is a little bit. He plays Cipher, a bit creepy in this um and then you've got uh hugo weaving who is agent smith who fucking absolute masterclass performance absolute legend absolutely hugo weaving um i know you, you know from uh, v for vendetta he was uh, lord elrond in lord of the rings he's uh, that means well we've already discussed our differences in lord of the rings <laughs> It's, it's really it's really strange because you're kind of the sort of comic book geek of the one and I'm, I'm the Lord of the... Oh, you know, I feel like I give this podcast on street cred and yet I'm the Lord of the Rings fan. <laughs> it's, very, it's very bizarre. <laughs> I, feel yes. like, I, feel, I feel like when it comes to Lord of the Rings, we almost switch roles. Because Sorry, of... yeah, thanks for all the street cred you bring in, T-Bone. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am definitely a comic book now, but then fucking Lord of the Rings isn't a comic, is it? It's a book by J.R.R. Tolkien. I do read a lot of books, but I haven't read that one because like, I watched the films and thought, fuck me. Imagine what the book must be like. The fucking films. I must have been, after I watched Fellowship, I bought the book and I'd love to say I got I got about two pages in and I was like, oh, I don't know what any of this means. I'd just mm. rather watch it on a fucking screen. Yeah, so I, t- I, t- I took the easy way out. But, um, but I'll I'll you. Miss. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got you got Hugo Weaver who plays Agent Smith. Um, so he he is like uh, within the Matrix, there are kind of like uh, agents who's who they're, they're like a program that they, they program the Matrix. So um, that is agents, not Asians. Before anybody gets offended, <laughs> we may have already infringed on copyright law for this episode, so we really don't want to piss off, piss off any fucking ethnic groups. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he, he's what they call a sentient agent within the Matrix. Yeah. And he, his purpose is kind of destroy the, the whole thing. It's is, is, is all called Zion. Is, is that right? Uh, so Zion is the human city, which is um, sort of underground. Uh, and the agents are trying to get the access code to um, Zion's mainframe, security mainframe, so that they can then go and, I guess, Com- exterminate. Yeah. Completely wipe out humanity. Yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, or so, them back into the Matrix, but I don't know. That'd probably be a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, so basically, they were, you know, I am like a lion in Zion. Um, it was, it's, yeah. you know, ahead of its time by Bob Marley because uh, it was it was used in the Matrix. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's where they got the name from. <laughs> really? I think Zion is a reference to some sort of religious. I don't know. I've not done any research. Oh, fuck. We're really going to get in the shit in this one, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about the religion, but I believe it's some sort of religious reference to possibly heaven or an equivalent of heaven. Don't no, quote me on enough. that. I, I'm one of the few white people in the world who will openly admit that I don't understand or enjoy reggae. <laughs> I, mean, I like a few tracks by Bob Marley, but I, 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 I you know. Yeah, I, I, like I, the, I like the one that goes. I like that one. <laughs> oh, no, that's, uh, that's Rasta Mouse. Rasta Mouse. Fuck my own. What's that? It doesn't Richard. What's it? Richard. Uh, who's it? What's his name? Richard. What's his fucking name? Richard oh, Blackwood. Is it really? I think so. Well, it's good to know that his career has flourished. Well, I just remember the David Pretland, Richard Blackwood walking into card. What are you doing here? And not on a racist <laughs> way. Racist way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Anyway, should we start talking about the Matrix? This might be a good idea. Go on there. It's pretty. It's, it, I mean, it's. I've, now that I, uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to watch the film again and have a chat about it, but it's a pretty heavy fucking film. Yeah, two and a half, two and a half, two hours twenty minutes. Is it? It is two hours and twenty minutes. I mean, I remember that I've been seeing being like the police cornering like a hotel in the city, and Trinity is there, played by. Huh? One of the policemen. One of the policemen shouts at Trinity. Do it. Do it now. Yeah, and uh, Trinity Trinity's kind of just sat there because for some reason this is this is one bit that really got my I don't I don't really know what why is it that whenever they need to get back out of the Matrix they have to watch some random landline in a shithole apartment I don't uh, well I think that's because they have that's how they kind of tap into the Matrix so they right. broad, they broadcast a um, they broadcast a signal from their ship which. And they have to hack in via the phone line, so they have oh, to find an exit via the phone line, which is why right. they always have to do that. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So, okay, that makes a bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, so, there's, uh, there's a lot of it in here now that I watch it back that I have. I have some questions. I, I have some questions. I mean, I, I, apparently, the opening scene of the film, which is where Trinity escapes from from these policemen and and the agents that, that we just mentioned, um, mm. apparently that costs like three million just to just to film that scene where she's kind of jumping on the roofs and shit. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's a great sequence, though. I mean, it's what a, what a cracking opener to a film. Oh, it's a great cracking. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, no, it got my attention, and 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 then it kind of cuts to um, Neo. His his name's Thomas Anderson, which is Mr. Kind of Anderson. Yeah, but he he's hacking. Basically, he's a computer hacker, and his and his name is is his computer hacking alias is Neo, and um. Mm. I'm I'm assuming he kind of gets the attention of some people because he when, when he's kind of you kind of first meet him he's lying asleep on his keyboard and uh, it looks like Trinity is is writing messages on his computer. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He seems to have a special computer that projects what's on the screen onto his face. Yeah, which uh, I don't make a lot of those anymore. But <laughs> it would explain why everybody wears fucking sunglasses in this film. <laughs> and then he kind of. He get he gets a random phone call from from Morpheus. He's in his office um, where he work like where he works, and he, Morpheus calls him because he's about to get because uh, the team of agents are after him. Like Agent Smith, uh, as we've just spoken about, Hugo Weaving, they kind yeah. of arrive at his workplace to kind of search for him, don't they? And Morpheus and Morpheus tries to guide him out of the office um, to safety, but he 
kind of bottles it at a window, doesn't he? Yeah, bitches out. Yeah, he has to go out on a ledge. There's a funny bit where he's, he's, he's crawling through like the cubicles in the office and there's just a bloke using the photocopier who shits his pants. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, mate. I'm sorry. I'm just going that way. <laughs> this has nothing to do with me. I have nothing to do with this, all right? Um, I just, I was standing here making <laughs> copies. That's all I'm doing. I don't want any part in it. <laughs> I don't know why we decided he's Welsh. Fuck, <laughs> like, mate, the accents are all over the place in this film. It was filmed in Australia, but everybody's supposed to. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of it was filmed in Sydney, wasn't it? Mm. Um, but then he, he goes out onto a ledge to try and take the escape with that Morpheus has given him. Uh, he bottles it, but he also, he have you noticed, he tries to climb to where Morpheus started with holding the mobile phone in his hand. Oh, mate, did you not just scream at the telly, put it in your fucking pockets? Absolutely. You're wearing a suit. Put it in the breast jacket, you prick. Yeah. Like that, that did annoy me. That was literally the, because that's quite early on in the film. That was the first note I put down was put your phone in your jacket, you did. <laughs> and I stand by But I mean, do you need the phone anyway? Like, even if you drop it, you can still carry on. Yeah. And, I can't, and, can't go on without the phone. And also, it was the late 90s. At best, his phone was the earlier... It wasn't even Nokia 3310 standards. So it would have probably... It wasn't, no, mate, that was a quality phone when it first came out. 3310 was bad, man, bro. Snake 2. Oh, that was a that phone. That was... No, the phone that he had, it's got this cool thing where you click it and the thing shoots out the bottom and you talk... Like, everybody wanted that phone. I remember, because obviously I'm a little bit older than you, I remember at the time... Oh, I see. Everybody it wanted it. Special oh, really? one. Yeah, oh, mate, it was fucking brilliant. That and uh, Morpheus's sunglasses that don't have any uh, hook bits. Oh, uh, mate, the, the the sunglasses, the, the, the sunglass standard in this film are pretty high, actually. Every, mm. every, 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 the, like, it, yeah, it's it's it's, a very, it's what I call a very cool film. Like everyone's kind of really slick. It's all fucking leather and sunglasses, isn't it? It's, yeah, I, d- I do think when if they you know they're trying to keep like keep a low profile, they're all fucking walking about goth up. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They they're all they all walk around looking like they're about to shoot up a high school. It, 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 <laughs> it's sort of like a it's sort of you feel like it's sort of Columbine in three D. It's it, yeah, no, I agree. It, it, they're all quite. It's all very sort of every everyone who walks out in a certain outfit is always a bit. Look at me, yeah. This is like they've they've, they've all got sort of sunglasses, guns. I mean, Trinity wears nothing but vinyl. And Trinity, I mean. In that final shootout when she accompanies uh, Neo to save Morpheus, she's mm. just got like a ridiculously sexy leather outfit on. And Trinity, you know, just Carrie Ann Moss, she's a good looking girl. Well, but... No? Nah, not for me. Not for you. I mean, I, I think she certainly passes for 90s hot at the very least. And um, she, she, she's got like a ridiculously tight leather outfit on. And it's just, yeah, it's. it's I it's can't all... imagine it being very. I, I can imagine it being a bit restrictive when she's trying to do all the acrobatics and kick people from fucking 15 feet in the air. I can't imagine, I can't imagine it being helpful in that scenario. Oh, oh yeah. I know what you mean. I, I, thing is, I say Carrie Ann Moss is hot. I mean, you, you keep in mind the gang that you get introduced to when Neo. So, so when, so when Neo, um, eventually he, he gets caught, he, he decides not to jump from the building. So agent Smith and that, um, interrogate him at the police office, don't they? And, uh, oh, yeah. they put, I give you the finger. Yeah. And you give me my phone call. You give me my phone call. And all of a sudden, uh, Agent Smith sort of shoves what I would call a giant prawn in his stomach. Um, now, this is another part, right, that really fucking spins me out. Because I think if they can glue up his gob without yeah. without having to get him to suck him off, why can't they just, like, 
use the force to crush people's heads and stuff. Oh, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought if what? they've got that power, if they can make someone who's sat across from them's mouth disappear. Yeah. Why, why, is, why is he having a fist out of him at the end? Make his mouth disappear again and just, make his nose disappear. Stop him breathing. Just turn him over. into a shit. Just yeah. turn him into a pile of guts. I, I, I do think there is, I, I, as much as I enjoyed this movie, I do think there's an element of inconsistency to it. I, I, I would agree. They, 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 these guys had the ability to make his mouth essentially disappear and then they're fighting him in subway stations at the end like it was like a, a, a like a, almost like an even battle what yeah if you can manipulate the matrix to do whatever you want why not just i or magic yourself a machine gun and shoot the gun i, I don't know I'm, turn him into a dildo yeah <laughs> no i agree i i do agree I, it starts I, to be just like harry potter but with with big leather dusters which <laughs> i'd watch actually <laughs> i would too to be fair I, harry harry the potter the aura years when he grows up and starts kicking ass for the ministry of magic Fucking bring it on. Cunt. I love how much you know about Harry Potter because I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, yeah, make them love a bit of the old Oh, we, we, should, we should do a bit of part in later podcasts. Even if it's just the me and you. I don't think many other people, <laughs> not many, not many anyone else I know, watch her, but they probably that oh, we'll skip these episodes. But me and you could just do seven episodes, just me and you. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> just, stay, just stay logged on for seven hours. <laughs> I'm not going home. Not really. <laughs> and I won't. So what did you think of Dudley? Um, <laughs> fat little prick. He's a big fucking fat cunt. Uh, oh, oh, mate, see the actual plays him nowadays, bone skinny, but he's weird skinny because his, his, his head stayed massive. He looks like a South Park character. He, he, mate, he does. He looks like, um, you know the bit at the end of Batman Forever where the Riddler's all fucked up? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He looks yeah. like that, his bone jutting out of his forehead and shit. He was in, um, did you watch the Queen's Speech on Netflix? Yeah, no, yeah, I did. Queen's, yeah. It's not the Queen's Speech, the Queen's no, Gambit. If the Queen's Gambit is in, he's 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 in another American film that I've seen him in. Where he's he in plays... that one with Tom Holland, where he plays like a son. Well, of... he's got a head the size of Holland because he's, <laughs> he's because his body less fat. <laughs> he's one of those blokes you think you actually looked a bit better fat because they're different with some proportion. Now yeah. he's got like really skinny body, uh, massive head. He's got like Rick, Rick Waller head, Kate Moss body. It's very strange. <laughs> he's got like this, a similar sort of skull to Ted Danson. <laughs> Oh, poor fella. Um, yeah. well, I, know, I mean, he's probably considerably richer than you and me. No, I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. Uh, so, so Neo. Um, so <laughs> the Matrix. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll go back to the Matrix. So, um, uh, he's just been bugged by by Agent Smith and and the guys, and then he gets uh, when he uh, comes out of the police station, he gets abducted by uh, Trinity and uh, the girl. I call. I think she's called Switch. Um, Wait, before that, what happens? Uh, where's, what's the bit with the nightclub? Is this is that before all of this? No, that that's the bit where he, he wakes up. Um, he's been sleeping and he's been getting messages from the Matrix. And that so that's the, right at the beginning, is it? And it says, "Follow the White Rabbit." That's it. Because the girl with the white rabbit tattoo is from Heartbreak High. Yes, and and yeah, she, yeah. he gets a knock at the door, and I don't know who it is, but it's some dude he knows, and he's got some, some gimp, some chick with him, and uh, she. He, uh, the, the message he got on the computer was follow the white rabbit and they invite him out and he's like no no I'm alright and then she's like oh okay and she turns her back and he sees a white rabbit tattoo yeah that's it that's it and he's so like, he, he oh, follows him to a night let me get my coat <laughs> um, yeah because there's a bit in the dialogue where the guy's like oh you're like my own personal Jesus Christ and then he tells him you need to unplug man which is basically what the whole film is about yeah it's foreshadowing because yeah. he is basically like 
techno Jesus. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, and he, he and he follows them to this club. Disappointingly, before you go on, disappointingly, the sequels explore that in a lot more sort of on the nose uh, fashion, and it it gets a little bit fucking much. It gets a little bit sickly sweet and very Christian. Oh, really? Well, I, I won't be bothering with the sequels then if you're telling me they're not worth it. Quite frankly. No, uh, no. I mean, I'd watch them just just to see, you know, what's what. But they are disappointing oh. with all the promise that this one has. They are disappointing. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I mean, that's, that that wouldn't be the first film trilogy to have disappointing sequels. So Fuck we, it we, all we, up. We, yeah, we, yeah. we can we can forgive that. But um, it, so so yeah, they end up at this club because this dude who's knocked at his door with his chick with a white rabbit tattoo has kind of said come along because he's seen the white rabbit tattoo he agrees to go along because the message he got and that that's when that's when trinity comes up to him at the club and was a bit like i know you've been looking uh for, for morpheus and i can get you to him kind of thing and that's that's where the whole thing kind of pops up she she arranges a meeting with uh with morpheus so they get picked up like it's, he, he uh he gets picked up by trinity and uh what i call uh the, the blonde chick called switch um who i know as a ship brienne of tarth um <laughs> Well, interestingly, I was just reading some trivia about Switch because um, the original idea was to have her played by, I think, by a man outside of the Matrix and by a woman inside of the Matrix. I I, I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. back on the old IMDb trivia. Oh, yeah. No, you can't beat it. Uh, no, it basically I... fuels this podcast. <laughs> it does, it did. It's the lazy man's trivia. Um no, uh, yeah, I, I heard that. I mean, she doesn't have a massive role in it, but she's pointing a gun at him when he gets in the car. Basically, uh, he gets a call from Morpheus just sort of saying, look, if you still want to meet me, uh, step outside of this road. And then Trinity picks him up and then Switch has got a gun pointed at his head. Uh, shit, Brienne of Tarth. Um, I, I say this merely because she's got short blonde hair. Uh, yeah, quite, quite, and, and quite a weather-beaten face. <laughs> With her face... <laughs> <laughs> like a fire damaged apricot <laughs> uh, good week three of stolen material <laughs> <laughs> we'll go over to right at the end when we do the rating we'll go over to George Dawes shall we <laughs> mate I've never hidden the fact that I was stolen there but I still think it's genius <laughs> I quite like it. I'll be honest. Yeah, an hour's a long time, you know. <laughs> With her face like a <laughs> grieving cod. <laughs> anyway, Karen, like a knackered puffin, <laughs> um, like a ridiculous pair of trousers. <laughs> um. uh, yeah. So they what they have to shoot him in the belly, don't they, and get the get the tracking. Yes, they get they get the, they get the massive prawn out of his stomach, and then he he meets Morpheus. Uh, oh, fuck, I hope that's not a euphemism. <laughs> God, no wonder Morpheus is talking about how deep his rabbit hole goes. A bit later on. <laughs> well, they, they meet Morpheus, don't they? They, they meet him, and, he, and it's the infamous scene where he gets offered the the red pill, or the blue pill. Yeah, and uh, he says to him, "Look." If you take the blue pill, you'll wake up in the morning and it will just be a, you won't know anything's happened. It'll be a normal day. Go back to reality. If you take the red pill, I can show you all this shit that's going on. And I suppose for for plot's sake, he takes the red pill. Although I must say in hindsight, fuck me, I, sh 
take the blue pill, mate. Oh, to, to be honest, I'd take them both. Double drop. <laughs> like, what are you going to fucking do now, cunt? <laughs> That's ruining the plot, isn't it? I'm asleep. I'm, I'm asleep. I don't make the Matrix. Fuck you. <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 so he takes the red pill as, a, as, as the plot dictates he should. And um, he mm. mixed he mixed the rest of the crew. Joey Pants. Um, well, first of all, first of all, he has to get shout out from his pod, didn't he? So oh, I think yeah, what, that's what he says scene. is something like the red pill is designed to disrupt his input output carrier signal so that they can locate him in the real world. Yeah, whatever because, the fuck that means. I just remember that from the first time I watched it. Like, yeah, I, I think it's fair to say uh, it, it's even at thirty three. There's some parts I still don't get necessarily. Um, so yeah, he, he, they're, they're all in a they're all in pods basically because the human race are enslaved by machines. I think they've all been put in like a pod, it's full of KY jelly. Yeah, it, it, uh, yeah, he's he sort of in like a weird pod with a lot of cables and that's yeah. it he gets shot into a big river and then they pick him up and it just reminds me the bit where they pick him up and that claw comes down just reminds me of toy story it, yeah it, it looks a bit like toy story but because he's bald ah. well because he's bald and pale he looks like a sort of malnourished voldemort he yeah, um, looks like a dildo yeah it's like a dildo yeah he does he's like, he looks like covered a, in lube yeah it's like a flaccid penis being carried out of ky <laughs> jelly and it, it's just it's it's a strange scene but I that they kind of bring him back to the ship and they kind of clue him in on what's going on and yeah, yeah so they have to get, get his muscles all back because he never used his muscles before so blah 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 oh. wang, wang, wang. and they plug him into the, like the construct which is is how it's like the the sort of primer program where they can load all their equipment and clothes and shit and then upload into the matrix yeah and there's a bit where Morpheus goes to him I can't really tell you what the matrix is you just i just have to show you and that's before he takes the red pill you could have told him yeah you could have told him exactly what the fucking matrix was and let him make that decision but you fucking you manipulated him into doing what you wanted him to do and that's not on morpheus no it's true so the the, the thing that bothers about Lawrence fishburne is because i think he's a great actor like i said love for boys in the hood but he's got a gap in his two front teeth and it's the only thing i see when he's on screen it's the yeah. only thing I see. And that's no reflection on him as an actor. He's a very good actor. But it's like when he's sort of trying to teach Neo Kung Fu and it looks like Stonehenge is poking out of his teeth, I can't I can't see anything else. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, the shape of his jaw and just his mouth, because you do end up focusing on his mouth, and it really reminds me of my stepmom's mum. <laughs> old lady when I was younger and she used to have exactly the same shape of like mouth and jaw mm. so it's quite it's quite confusing for me yeah it's 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 bizarre I, I looked at a few of the people that were in to play Morpheus because as as we uh, one of the things we like to do on this podcast is look into who the potential actors were and I have to say for once for once people Michael <laughs> Jackson was not attached although although <laughs> for Trinity Janet Jackson was one of the actresses. That was, so the Jackson family, I feel like they loom over every film in Hollywood <laughs> because it's yeah. always one of them being... But, uh, so while Michael Jackson wasn't linked with any role, Janet Jackson was apparently in the running to play Trinity. Um, yes, which I'm glad didn't happen really because I don't really know. I mean, she was in a film with Tupac, wasn't she? Which I have seen, but it was a long time ago and I wouldn't have known back then what good or bad acting was. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you who was linked with Agent Smith, who was played, uh, as we've already covered, fantastically by Hugo Weaving. Nick Nolte. <laughs> uh, no, there was another. 
No, no, I'm joking. It, was, it wasn't. Uh, Gene um, Reno. Oh, Gene Reno. John Reno. Uh, Leon. No women, no kids. <laughs> Blow a bubble. Um, <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was, uh, apparently he was offered the role, but he was unwilling to move to Australia for the production. So, I understand um, that. It's full of Australians. It is full of Australians. Um, so, yeah, he, he was offered apparently the role of Agent Smith, uh, Jean Renaud. Um, and then apparently with Lawrence Fishburne, there was um, Gary Oldman. Which would have been epic. Samuel Jackson, who I think also would have done a great job. Would have been fucking insane. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah, no. And apparently uh, Sean Connery. No, Sean Con- no, that was a that's a, a common misconception actually, because Sean Connery was offered the role of the architect in the sequels. Oh, I see. Um, there's a character called the architect who is like the 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 program that designed the Matrix, and he, I mean, he's very Sean Connery like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I mean, apparently also Sandra Bullock was considered for the role of of uh, as well, but because of Neo, that was. Yeah, it was. She was considered for the role. That, well, apparently, the, the, the writers were considering Brie Wright and Neo as a woman. Um, yeah. Oh, and apparently, Brooke Smith was linked to Neo <laughs> as well, but he turned down the role to make Wild Wild West, which is, if anyone's seen it, was fucking dreadful. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sandra Bullock turned it down because she heard Will Smith was going to be in it. Oh, really? So I don't know where her fucking problem is. Jesus Christ. Well, well yeah, the Wild Wild West was... <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous yeah. so, uh, so I, I'd imagine Will Smith probably looks back and they're like yeah could have, could have probably done better there um, <laughs> could, have, could, have, could have probably, could have, could have, my agent probably could have put me, put me in the direction of the better decision I think um, but uh, I think there's a few scenes in this film because there's, there's someone called the Oracle quite a few scenes in this film there, well there's the Oracle um, who's like a prophet who's, I like her Results, yeah, she's cool. She's cool. Like when when, when uh, Neo goes to meet her, he goes in a waiting room, and he's basically the whole thing is that Neo is the one, and they're kind of trying to decide if he's. That's that's the big decision for the whole film is whether because apparently it was prophesied that there would be a one who would be helping defeat the Matrix. Yeah, uh, he can he can see the Matrix for what it is. Like he can see it in yeah. code, and he can manipulate it, sort of bend it to his will. I think is the expression that they use. So there's yeah, like hopefuls in the because the Oracle is like this prophet i suppose who can sort of predict the future yeah she does and and she sort of when he goes into the waiting room neo there's a few kids there one of them is making sort of things float um don't try and bend the spoon oh god yeah there's this little bald kid bending spoons like some kind of slaphead yuri geller and and he was, uh, he was, uh, you know, because you know how Yuri Geller claims to have been best friends with Michael Jackson, despite yeah. only ever having been in the same room as him six times. So I'm assuming that kid was some sort of offering to Michael Jackson, <laughs> so that he could hang out with him for a seventh time. Hang out the back of him for a seventh time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there'd been there'd have been some fucking spoon bending going on that day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you you got the Oracle who I got to say she's she's not a barrel of laughs. One of the first things she says is a bit like, "Yeah, you're not the one." Uh, although yeah. apparently it, it comes out later that he 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 she tells him what he needs to hear at the time. But um, that's the thing. I, I feel like she's like, "Ah, oh, sorry, mate. It was Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, Will Smith all along." Well, did I just, I just put up with this film. There's, there's a lot of everyone just going around to each other going, what do you believe? What? What's going on? It, it, it's almost like, it's almost sort of, sort of like dinner time at an old people's home where you can't decide if it's kind of a sort of, is it a matrix? Because it's sort of, sort of re- surrealistic world or is it just, 
everyone's just a bit fucked from old age. I'm just sitting there going, nobody what? has a fucking clue what's going yeah, what? on. What? Who are you? What's going? Huh? What? Do you believe in the Matrix? What the fuck's the Matrix? I don't know. Just everyone seems. It's a lot of people just saying to each other. So, what do you believe? Do you think he's the one? I don't know. Just... My grandson's coming to visit today. Have <laughs> <laughs> a pie tonight? Uh, <laughs> yes, just, just, just like dinner time at the old people's home, except without all the fucking. It's true. Yeah, Nobody that that's another... the Oracle. That's a shame. Well, yeah, the the Oracle. I mean, she's only in it for a season. And to the orifice. <laughs> ridiculous oh but there, there's another character we haven't referenced yet um who's in that sort of group there because uh morpheus he, he kind of pilots a ship um with like a few of the humans they what they do is they go around rescuing um human souls and sort of uh, bring them into the crew and you've got joey pants and you've got um you got you got people like uh there's a guy called mouse Mouse. he looks like matt damon fuck leonardo dicaprio yeah he does he he, he looks like matt damon found his brother's crack stash and just a bit like <laughs> you know what i'm gonna crack on um literally he's like really skinny but looks like matt damon it's very bizarre but um he, he's kind of He's like the programmer within the uh, within the ship. The ship's yeah, he designs Earth. a lot of their programs, their their uh, training programs and shit like that. Yeah, and he when the, when they're in the Matrix, um, when, when uh, Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne are walking through the Matrix, there's this really sort of a hot blonde girl walks past, and essentially at breakfast, Mouse essentially starts offering him. Who's like, well, I, I programmed her by the way. She's like my hot blonde. If you want a night with her, I can arrange it. He's trying to kind of pimp out a computer generated woman. Was that a bit yeah, weird? it's a bit weird. Isn't it? The other thing that they don't mention in the film, but it definitely happened, is that he wrote the code so that every time somebody fucks her in that program, it keeps all the calm up. I mean, oh god! So he just goes back in there a little while later with a spoon and goes to town. Oh god! It should be walking around like a lava lamp. Oh. <laughs> that's um, a, and that's how they get that horrible fucking food that they all eat. <laughs> oh yeah, that really shit kind of like it, it does. It looks like come with sweet corn in it. It's yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've ever chucked a load of sweet corn into come, you'll know exactly what we mean when we say that. <laughs> <laughs> like a Mexican orgy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 yeah. It, it looks gross. Like apparently they sort of eat the minimum they can to kind of I don't know. Like they they, they said well, it's it, just this, it's just this special. It's just like this shit that they can reproduce. They can produce with the limited. Uh, raw materials they have. I mean, because like, nobody's fucking, you know, like catching salmon or anything. Yeah, or... no, 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 that's true. That's true. So I mean, they you just you... synthesize proteins. Yeah, I mean, which you... is basically having a wank, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. It is essentially they're eating their own jizz. Um, which I'd rather be in the Matrix, to be honest. Oh, I'll try it once. <laughs> 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 oh, a bit salty for me, thank you. Oh, I, I, I've got to say, at, at sort of at some point in the film, so they they start training um, Neo to to because they think he's the one, and they've rescued him, and they basically because they can program people, they basically give Neo all these martial arts skills like uh, Taekwondo. I know kung fu. I know kung fu, and he has this kind of cool, quite iconic fight scene with with morpheus i think it's fair to say isn't it it's pretty fucking great yeah it is pretty awesome like i i, I think if you haven't seen this film you'd have probably seen spoofs of this scene in that they just kind of do this kung fu scene in there um and it's it's yeah it's 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 a really cool scene like basically they start sort of training neo up really and uh there's there's Excuse two me. other 
there's two other dudes. Uh, what was the other? What what was the mixed race dude who does the programming? It's Tank. Like, Tank and he's Tank is the uh, he's like um, the and operator Do- and Dozer. That's his brother. Yeah, I'm assuming they called him that because he likes to sleep a lot. <laughs> well, do you know what? I, I, Tank's. I, I, I recognise him a little bit. I, I thought we looked a little bit like Lenny Kravitz. Um, yeah, it's not Lenny Kravitz, though. It's uh, someone else. No, it's, it's not Lenny <laughs> Thank you for making me sound vaguely racist. <laughs> it's actually Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no wonder they're all asleep when they went into the Matrix. Um, Indeed. Do you know what? Speaking of that, Speaking Uh-oh. of that, um, when Cypher, basically Joey Pants, who we talked about earlier, he's Cypher. Who plays a character, just, yeah, plays, plays a guy called Cypher. He, he, he's part of the Matrix crew, but he betrays them later down the line because he's essentially, he's depressed at being one of the outsiders fighting to break the Matrix. He said he he kind of prefers the, sim, the simplicity of the Matrix, basically. And he, he, he agrees to stitch the rest of the crew up. He, he meets an Agent Smith and agrees to stitch him up. And one of the things with the Matrix is um, for them, for the people in the outside to jump in, they have to kind of get in this machine and their body, like it's almost like going to sleep and they jump into the Matrix. And when when Joey Pants, when Cypher betrays them, he goes back into the, into the spaceship where all the bodies are lying there. And he got really creepy with Trinity, mm, didn't he? Yeah, I, 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 he yeah. jumps on her and starts sniffing her because he's talking to him on the phone and he and he's like pulling the plug on people like switch because nobody gives a fuck about her anyway no yeah he pulled the plug like he pulled the plug on shit bread of tough and um he pulled the plug on another dude as well i forget his name that's how relevant he was to the plot uh, uh, uh apoc yeah that, that's right he pulls the like so basically he, he goes back into the spaceship and they're all still in the matrix but they're all some, on these chairs in like a circle with this plug in there. and it basically if he pulls the plug they die and he went up to Trinity while she was unconscious and you kind of got the impression from a couple of scenes earlier in the film that he fancied her because I think she goes and gives Neo dinner he leaves it outside his door and he just goes oh I don't remember you ever bringing me dinner I don't remember ever giving me dinner and I have to say <laughs> fair, fair play to him for even thinking that that was ever going to be a realistic love triangle right yeah. because Keanu Reeves in this film bit of a hunk let's let's not fuck about he is Joe Joe Pantaleo this film uh, 40 with a little beard and bald it was never going to happen it was like Moby competing with Leonardo DiCaprio it was never going to happen um, yeah and, and basically yeah bless him yeah for him to even think there was a chance but he kind of goes up to Trinity when her, when she's sleeping and he kind of He's really close face to face her, and I just thought, "Oh my god, he's gonna yeah. flip, he's gonna flip her over and bum her while she's in the Matrix." Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he seems like the sort he would as well. Oh, he would, and and uh, I, oh, that's just the magic of Joey Pants. He can play a nice guy. He can play a fratelli. He can play a fucking sleep person bummer. Oh, absolutely! And he was also he was in uh, Sopranos. He beat a stripper to death, and he was even likable in that. There you go. See, he's in Memento. He does. He, he oh, hangs, Joe, hangs about with guys. He's, he's in U.S. Marshals. Uh, Joe, Joey Pants is a very underrated actor. He's, he's in The Fugitive. Very, very, very good actor. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I like him as well. I mean, I've never, I've never seen anything with him in where I thought oh, I shouldn't have cast him. But he's only ever a character actor in these sort of. Parts. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. But I like him. He's got good. He's got good chops. Good acting chops. I, 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 I like. He's, he's got spunk. No, I. 
As Trinity's body found out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was like a leaky tap. Um, <laughs> i tell you who also turned down the ro- role of Neo that we haven't mentioned and probably should is old Nicky Cage, Nicky Coppola. Nicky Cage. Yeah, man. Oh, really? Why did he turn down the role? He, I think he would have been pretty good, actually. Family obligations, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. I think they needed to go with somebody a bit younger, somebody a bit more sort of... I, I, th- I, th- I have no issues with any of the casting in this film, to be fair. No, I'd like to say, I really... I, th- I think I generally... I mean, if you look at some of Keanu Reeves' films nowadays, John Wick excluded, because that's pretty decent... Uh, there's a film, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's where he, he ends up with these two women and they sort of torture him. Uh, the, his acting in that is absolutely atrocious. So, oh, really? Yeah, but I gather he's, you know, he puts a lot of the money that he earns to good use by helping worthy causes. So, you know, that's fine. No, I, I see, I don't mind. I mean, I lo- obviously I love him in Bill and Ted. Yep. Um, um, and I liked him in. Uh, he's been. He's been in other films. Like, yeah, I, was, I mean, I liked him in John Wick. To be fair, I yeah, John Wick's, John Wick's good fun. It's not, you know, it's never going to win any Oscars. Because, no, he, you know, he but was, he's good. And if somebody killed my dog, I'd probably do the same thing. No, yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, I don't dislike him in this film. I, well, I, I, I think he was perfect for for Neo. Yeah. I, I, again, I haven't seen. Um, the the sequels so i don't know if he was any better or worse than them but he's not what lets the sequels down to be honest it's the, it's the writing oh really it's sort of it sort of disappears up its own ass a little bit oh so it's, it's hugo weaving in the sequel of course of course yeah see hugo weaving i think is a terrific actor as i said before i mean take lord of the rings aside he was in fifa Fendata. Uh, he, he's, he's he's really good what i love about him in this film is that he managed? To, he manages to be threatening, um, while also sounding a little bit like a shit geology teacher. Like he's, yeah. he's like he's kind of really got like, like a really monotone voice. He's a bit like, oh, you know, I'm. A, he sounds like someone at a party doing a shit impression of Doctor Evil. Sometimes. Yeah, he does. He's a bit like I'm going to kill you, Neo. But also, uh, the three different kinds of rock are igneous, sedimentary, and metamorphic. <laughs> like, like I, I, I just he, he kind of he's he's threatening, but at the same time he's a bit like you're also a little bit boring. Like if he kicked your ass, you'd be a little bit disappointed. Like oh my god, that guy kicked my ass. Set your Bunsen burners to medium. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. He gets some of the best dialogue in this film, though. The bit where he goes on his little rant about how humanity is a virus is. Uh, is 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 very well written, but also yeah. very well delivered and possibly true. Yeah, well, that is that when he's torturing Lawrence Fishburne uh, yes, because he's Lawrence Zion access codes from Morpheus, and he's giving yeah. him some sort of uh, when when oh, when Morpheus looks really sweaty. He, he like, yeah, sweaty like Morpheus, Morpheus, more like morphine. Like, he's, <laughs> he's like he looks like he's just had a heavy bloody night. He really does, yeah. And also, and also, in that scene where they rescue him, right? How does Morpheus not get shot? They shoot everything in that. He does get shot. Does he? He gets shot in the leg. Right, but that's that's why Neo jumps out of the helicopter to grab him because he can see that he's not going to make the jump. They had a machine gun on the on on the on the edge of a helicopter. I mean, don't get me wrong, very cool scene. Yeah, but 
Everyone else got shot multiple times, uh, including the agents, who, by the way, never seem to die. Well, that's because they can they can go in and out of uh, anybody who's plugged into the Matrix. They can then take over their body, which which irks me a little bit in this because the amount of just normal everyday people that end up dying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he takes over in the subway. He takes over a tramp. He, he takes like he takes, and it's a bit like. If you're fighting against a, an enemy that can essentially never die, probably give you a miss. Well, that's I, why they—that's why they run, isn't it? But Neo is yeah. a bit fucking special. Neo, Neo's a bit like—I was a bit like, look, dude. Even if you get the upper hand on this dude and kill him, he's just gonna come back to the—you know—he's just gonna uh, uh, possess the body of the person next to you and start fighting you again. It's—it's it's a bit of a. I don't know. I, I, is, I mean, there is a bit where that happens, isn't there? Where he's, I think it's where he's running towards the end and they just keep taking over different people. Yeah. As they're, as they're sort of chasing him without running. It's a very lazy chase. Yeah, the, I mean, the agents. Yeah, I, I just think uh, whilst I get it, it's not very satisfying to the audience because you never see the bad guy get his comeuppance because I think Agent Smith gets killed about three times in this movie and he just comes back as someone else. Well, the thing is, the bit at the end as well where, spoiler alert, but he jumps into, he sort of jumps into Agent Smith and he sort of explodes and then yeah. his Neo stood there. Well, in the sequels, Agent Smith inexplicably just reappears. Um, uh, and that's not really explained. It kind of is, but he's, sort of, I mean, one good, th- one quite cool thing about that is after his little speech about humanity being a virus, he sort of comes back as a pu- computer virus in the sequel. Oh, he can, like spread. He like, uh, like replicate. He can take over other people in the matrix and other programs, um, which is pretty cool. No, no, yeah, no. He's, he's, I, I, I do like the character of Ranger Smith. It, yes, he's, he's got great. like a, he's got like a menacing quality to him. And like I say, Hugo Weaving's awesome. Um, and then you kind of get the, um, the bit at the end where kind of, Morpheus gets um, it gets taken. Like they they try and uh, gets taken from behind by three agents. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> and they, they got, they got, Agent Smith, Agent Jones, and Agent Brown. Yeah, the, yeah. the three most common surnames in the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What what I don't like about because basically what happens is the Oracle tells Neo at some point in the film you're gonna to have to make a choice between your life and Morpheus's. Yes. And when they all escape, after after Joey Pants has betrayed them all and killed half of them, and they've taken Morpheus, um Neo makes a decision while he's outside of the Matrix to go back in and try and save Morpheus. And uh carry a lot uh Trinity you know goes with him or whatever. But when they get into the main building where they're keeping Morpheus, right? <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, right? I've got no issue with them shooting people that are their equal, like agents or people that are on. Yeah. They go in and there's this group of about four security guards who are clearly fat middle-aged men earning minimum wage. You just want to earn a wage to go home. And they're like, guys, have you got any ID? And they just shoot the fuck out. Absolutely blow the fucking place to pieces. Like, they, they shoot on. everyone in the room. And these are just normal people living out their lives in the Matrix. <laughs> fucking dead. And then they blow up the fucking lobby. <laughs> I, I thought that was incredibly harsh. I really did. Then one bloke, the, the, I mean, the last bloke standing is like a 50-year-old man who's about, ten, about, about 15 stone. He, I think he holds his hand up and they shoot him anyway. Like, Just shit. shoot him anyway. It is as excessive, if not more so, as as the fucking scene in RoboCop where he just where 
Peter Weller just gets blown to shit. Yeah, I no, I, I do think that was. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that was incredibly harsh. I, ju- I just think if it was a worthy opponent, these were two young, fucking quite well trained agents coming in, in the fucking black leather, <laughs> and they approach these four fucking overweight, sweaty security guys. Like, yeah, we're going to shoot the fuck out of you. Like, oh come on. Yeah, you can just imagine this one of them coming over and being like showing them his wallet and being like, these are these are my grandkids. It's, oh, uh, it's Johnny, aged eleven. Yeah, oh, that's, uh, little Alice, aged seven. I'm, I'm pretty sure one of them is making a pot noodle for lunch. <laughs> like, it was just leave them alone. You you could have yeah, you could man. have broken into the building. They're no threat. You could have broken into the building without killing either of these fucking people. But you know what? Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I've got a film to watch. Yeah, no, it's true. So you know, I don't fucking care. I hope, they, I hope they all died. I hope the actors died. I hope yeah. everyone involved in the fucking production of the... Every extra in this film, I hope they're dead now because they're probably Australian. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't, I don't wish death upon anyone. You went on the dark side. I was going to say, I've got family in Australia, so... Uh... Have you? Uh, well, Maddie does. Oh, so I suppose oh, they're, my they're, they're my family. They're my family now by marriage. Oh, fuck them, man. Sorry, Maddie, but Jesus. <laughs> so, you know, don't blame us for your fucking questionable gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> Which you've married into, so congrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Fucking hell. Gloucester, Australia. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Gloucester or Australia. Yes. No, 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 the rest are separate. Um, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, I guess, I guess, do, do you have anything else to cover on the... Uh, what, have we done the whole film now? Is this the podcast over? Oh, well, fuck, it is. I, don't, I, mean, I don't think it's over. I mean, we're only 55 minutes in, but... Also, also, I did, I, I did also get told the other day. <laughs> I got told, I think one of our, I think the crow was like 80 minutes. One of my friends was like, you banged on a little bit. I was like, yeah, no, nothing. <laughs> it's all right. It's my fucking podcast. I do what I like. It's all right. Well, okay, podcast, because... You can make it five minutes long if you want. Yeah, listen to it in two parts if you're not oh, happy. Everyone's a prick. fucking critic, aren't they? Jesus I'm real, Christ. Mate. I'm real, Pretend but like your fucking lives are so important that you can't spend an hour and 20 minutes listening to a couple of dickheads talk about the crow. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? <laughs> fucking Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Oh, I don't know. Sort of a B-list actor. No, fair enough. B-list? Uh, I'll take Jeff. I won't have that, well, he's, he's won an Oscar, but I uh, know. Yeah, all right, all right. Name three Jeff Bridges movies. Um, Big Lebowski, yep. Iron Man, yep. and Starman. Not bad. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> you got lucky. I think you asked the wrong person that question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the fucking rain man of Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do, do you have anything else um, Matrix-wise you want to cover? Well, yeah, I've actually got quite a lot to say, but I don't want to piss off any special No, mates. no, 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 no. If you've got something, no, if you've got <laughs> something. I haven't, I haven't. I just hope that one person who said that is listening. and they <laughs> just, just spare it a thought or two before you start chucking around criticism next time, all right? All right, fair enough. Well, well, it's hard to do this. If you get an extra 20 minutes of content out of us, we've got lives outside of this. <laughs> all right? It's not all about just fucking entertaining you, you greedy bastards. <laughs> I've got shit to do. I've got a fucking job interview on Monday. You know what I mean? But no, no, I'll just live to serve you, don't I? Oh, what can I get you now, master? Suck my fucking nuts. <laughs> I think uh, I think we'd rather tick Mike off here. Um, no, I, I really don't care about anything. It's just, it was a bit. Um, I will say that the blood is a bit pink, and I do find it odd that Morpheus can break handcuffs, even though he's just been interrogated for the last however many hours. 
<laughs> Do you know what? I didn't clock that, to be fair. Yeah, all he needs is just a little bit of fucking, a little bit of encouragement from a helicopter. Yeah, it's true, actually. He yeah. did just manage, yeah. No, that's true. I'm, I'm trying to think, have I got anything on my notes that I want to cover? I think and I've it, When they talk about, the, you know, they get, the ship gets attacked by a sentinel. Oh, those weird robotic spiders. Yeah. Big robotic squid things, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a bit where they're like, oh, it's a, it's a seek and destroy robot. Uh, killing machine designed for only one thing. Is it killing? <laughs> Probably isn't it? <laughs> fucking hell, well, it's not fucking over, is it? Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Although it bloody could be with that amount of attachments. <laughs> Do you know what else? I, I, I love how Mouse, just before he gets killed, suddenly becomes cool. He was like a really skinny geek, and all of a sudden, when he gets cool, killed, he's in like a leather jacket and glasses. Well, when, he, when he gets killed, he's a really skinny geek, but with massive guns. And I don't mean his, I don't mean his arms. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll say this for him. He goes, he goes out, he goes out swinging. I'll give him that. I can't, I can't lie, Mouse. I was a little bit upset when he died. He's, he seems like the character I can relate to most. He's, he's a bit of a weirdo pimp who's clearly made himself a chick to fuck. Although, having said that, if I was a planet going around the world with fucking Joey Pantalonio and shit brand of Toph, I'd create myself a character to fuck as well. Yeah, absolutely, mate. If all you've got to do, if all you can eat is spunk that you, you know, that, that somebody else has mixed with sweet corn, you might as well get the, get the spunk in a fun way. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, have we covered the Matrix? I guess we've talked about it. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I think I mean, we, we've done we've done enough. We've done the people know. We, we, I mean, we, we we use the films as a base of conversation, but people tune in for the bands, don't they? Do you know? Right, but I just want everybody out there to know that we're calling it a day because we want to. All right. Well, no, because I'm going to give you a choice this week, Mike. A choice. I've got two films in mind. <laughs> well, it's 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 my pick. Uh, for next week and I've got two films in mind both of which have got similar plots Ooh, um, I like it I like it so my, my choices are between Independence Day and Armageddon oh fucking hell uh, now now oh now here's my thing right yeah I think of the two I think um, uh, I think Independence Day is the better film the way that you're talking you've gone a bit Agent Smith now I, I <laughs> I think Independence Day is the better film. No, so I, th- I, th- I think I think Independence Day is the better film. However, uh, obviously that's not the only thing we have to keep in mind when we pick a film that we're going to discuss because obviously it needs to be something that we can have a bit of fun with. And I think Armageddon is possibly easier to take the piss out of. Um, so I am going to say I've got two films. That, so I'm, I'm putting Armageddon and Independence Day on the table and I'll let you pick between the two. Well, that feels like a lot of pressure to put on me. Especially as soon as you didn't give me a heads up before we started. I didn't give you a heads up. Listen, we pride ourselves on doing this shit live, bruv. So, I, 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 mean, right. I mean, if you don't want to pick, I'll pick for the two of us. But it, uh, it... If there's one thing I love, it's a good pick. Uh, I on the Purely on the basis that I will not have American propaganda on this podcast, we're mm-hmm. going to go with Armageddon. Armageddon. Nice. Oh, God, I've got to watch that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> 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 but you see, this is my thing. This is my thing because I think we both figure. I didn't mind on him again. It was good, but it was quite over the top, quite smushy, quite American. Um, yeah. And I think because of that, it'll be a good film to cover. Whereas I think back in Independence Day, and I was like, oh, pretty cool film. So I. I, I... Actually, can I change my mind? Can we go Independence Day? And I know I just went on a rant about America, <laughs> but it's got Jeff Goldblum in it and Harvey Firestein. So let's just have that. 
Should we go Independence Day? Yeah, yeah, I can put up with Will Smith for a couple of hours if it means. All right, but, uh, but all right, but you've you've chosen both now. So before we sign off tonight, I want a definitive answer because I I think you're on the same bank as me, and I think I think you agree Independence Day is better. But Armageddon might be used to take the piss out of. Final answer. What do you want to do? Um, can we just can we do the crow again? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, final answer. Oh, let's just do Independence Day. It's a bit fun, isn't it? But it is American propaganda. So I just want everybody to bear that in mind before they listen to the episode. It is, but it's a fucking good film. Yeah, it's, it's a good film. It's, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's it's fine. Will Smith <laughs> punches an alien. What more do you bloody want in a film? And and a grown up chick from fucking uh, Mrs. Doubtfire's in it. And it's the only film I think I've seen her in since Mrs. Doubtfire. So, oh, good. Well, hopefully, uh, given that she's a yoga instructor now, we might be able to pause it just at the right moment when she blows out a queef. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. We have decided Independence Day is what we're going with next week. Um, It's my choice. um, Although I I gave Mike the choice too. I think you've chosen the right one. I think Independence Day is a a good film to do. We'll uh, find out, won't we? I'll tell you what, though. Never never before have I ever been in a situation where I've sat and gone, God, I really wish I'd watched watched Armageddon. (laughs) It might be a first. You never know. There was a reason I gave you the choice of the two, because I I, I thought both kind of America Saves the World kind of movies. So I... No, I like it. I'm going to give you a choice of seven next week. Oh, God. God. Oh well, if it's if it's the film seven, bring it on. Kevin <laughs> Spacey. All right, he's a bit of a nonce nowadays, but fair enough. Yeah, this is before he was a nonce. So it's oh, before he was out of his films. Although, all right, American spoiler, Beauty spoiler. is a film about all about him being a nonce. American Beauty is a very good film. And spoiler alert: in seven, yeah, he fine. cuts Gwyneth Paltrow's head off, which uh, makes him the hero of the film for a lot of us. What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> spoiler alert: it's Gwyneth Paltrow's head. It is Gwyneth Paltrow's head. For the moment, uh, the thing is, I don't feel like we could do spoiler lots of the film. We're, we're literally reviewing films from 20 years ago. If you haven't seen it, it's not our fucking fault, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know. Fuck it. Jeez, just fucking lighten up. Lighten yeah. up. This is supposed yeah. to be a bit of fun. You, The audience is sucking all the fun out of it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's lovely that you listen. No, absolutely not. Well, anyway, right, <sighs> so thank you very much. So this was, this was episode 20. 20. Uh, which was a big milestone for us. Six more episodes, and we've done half a year's worth. Absolutely. And also, with a few more episodes, I think when it goes into October, we're going to do Halloween episodes. Oh, um, it's going to be a Halloween spooktacular. Yeah. So I, th- I think we wrap Not up the... Way. <laughs> I think I think we're going to wrap up the 90s series in September, and then as soon as it gets to October, uh, we're going to start some Halloween episodes. Then we'll oh, probably do... We haven't decided on November yet, but then December we'll do Christmas episodes. So uh, Yeah, November is just going to be all bonfire night themed films <laughs> that's going to be very fucking specific yeah. i think i think in november we might just do we'll have four weeks where we can just do i don't know maybe 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 we'll go with audience picks i think we've we've owed contact to your friend for quite some time maybe in november we should actually do it yeah maybe maybe in november we could do we could do um fan picks um assuming we have any well we we've got one <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do. I do think we owe. Uh, to be fair, we. I think maybe we. If we do Halloween, October, Christmas, in December, I think maybe we could do some. Maybe we could do some 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 fan picks in November. I think. Yeah, fucking. Although, although, sure. although, although, although that does mean my sister's asked me to do Grease two several times. So apologies in advance for that. I really hope that 
she means the film and that this isn't some weird Kingston family ritual that I don't want <laughs> any part of. <laughs> on, on that note, uh, <laughs> um, thank you very much for tuning into episode 20 on The Matrix. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we are going to be back for episode 21 next week, uh, which is on Independence Day. Um, Yay. <laughs> I can tell Mike's buzzing for this shit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, listen, it's my pick, and you picked of my picks, all right? So you, you're part of this. Um, I like it. It's like the circle of life absolutely. without James L. Jones, which is sad. <laughs> oh, so, um, hang, on, hey, hang on, James L. Jones, is he dead? Uh, I don't know. You're I thinking, no, you're thinking Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil's dead. James L. Jones no, is no, dead. No, no, I just mean James L. Jones isn't in the thing that, that we were talking about. Oh, I see. Fair enough. Anyway. Um, it's late, isn't it? It is, it is. Right, all right, let's wrap this shiz up. Um, yeah, right. thanks again. everybody. It's been Episode, a pleasure. Absolutely. Go on. That's it. Uh, yeah, no, thank you for listening. Uh, we love you and all that. Um, I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. <laughs> I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. <laughs> I'm going to disconnect this podcast, and I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world. Without cheese vapors. <laughs> well, on that note, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Fuck, mate. Cheers, everybody. See you next week for Independence Day. Thank you. Bye.